0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: For, for, for all things, for, for, for all things KC. KC, for everything Chiefs. It always, it's always game day in Kansas City. Now, here's your host, Kayla
0: Kinnearum and Cody Tap. Hey there everybody, welcome to it's always game day in Kansas City. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to this Monday episode. I am your host, Kayla Kinnear. I'm Joining me is my co-host Cody Tapp and Nick Schwartz, who are both in Arizona, both together on the same screen, same mic. Guys, okay. You made the trip to Arizona on Sunday. Give me all the deeds. What what's it like there?
1: okay so it's warm it, wait, was, wait,
0: wait, it was back it was, up was, do the whole travel the whole travel time oh, okay
1: so our flight left on sunday morning at six a.m. <laughs> so turns out that that's one of the cheaper flights you can get on so that's the one we got on 6 a.m then we got into arizona with way too much time so nick tried to take me to a strip club at which i declined very early no, on sunday feel, morning. by the
2: way feel free to interject with uh with follow-up questions at any point kayla so well, I've never been asked,
0: a... like, did we go inside? I saw this Twitter nope. video. No, nope. I... it was so... too
2: early. So we got there an hour early. That was the problem. Yeah. Cody wanted to go in really no, bad. That's not but... true. So but I've they never... weren't
1: open. So Voted
0: the number one strip club in Arizona. Yeah. So yeah.
1: first, I've never been to a wow. strip club. They try to pressure me into going, even though I've made it very clear. I'm not interested due to the fact it makes me uncomfortable. Well, that's part of the reason why we went. To... <laughs> so that's we did the that. Plan. Um did well, we accomplish anything else today? No, we didn't really On ac- Sunday, we did saw, we
2: accomplish no, anything. No, we didn't really accomplish anything <laughs> of, of note, but I would say we uh we went out, we got we got dinner,
1: we got some groceries, so we got We went go and, and saw the stadium. We went out we did, to Glendale we and, saw and saw the State Farm Stadium. stadium.
0: You know? Did you and bless so- it? Did you say prayers? Did you burn sage?
1: Yeah, and, all those. All of the
2: above. All the above. <laughs> we did a séance as well. <laughs> I don't even know if that applies here. Oh shoot. We did it yeah. just
1: in case, and got a Ouija board out. It was a little of um, everything.
2: So we're uh, so now we're at our Airbnb. We're sharing a we're sharing a computer tonight. We're sharing a microphone, and uh, we actually just decided to go all in as teammates. We're sharing a bed as well. So, so we're be, oh my gosh, uh, we're have a great weekend! Do you like being some old
0: details old? we should keep to ourselves?
2: I don't cuddle. I need my own. <laughs> space. I need my own space.
0: <laughs> How's the Airbnb? Do you have a pool? Honestly?
1: Very nice. Yeah. I mean, the fridge is all you can see in the back of this video. I like how you're, you're watching talk. on there. But, By you know. Way,
2: for anybody, like for anybody who can see Cody, I like how he tried to say very nice. And, and he's sh- he shifted his <laughs> shoulders from side to side. And that, <laughs> that would give you
1: a really good idea of what our place is. Honestly, so when we went to Miami, when I was with the station and we went to Miami for the cheese, So Tampa Bay, there was COVID. So, like, nobody from our station went. When we went to Miami, there were, like, eight of us. Staying in a two bedroom house, our digs are oh. significantly better this time around with way more space. Um, and the uh, the owner or proprietor of the place seems very nice. So, so far, very good. It's oh, he's nice. here by the way. We yeah, he is.
2: Don't want to sweep that under the rug. He is actually actively. The,
1: I'm sorry, what? So, we're property he is on the casita until Tuesday.
0: So you can't throw any ragers.
1: No, I think. Are you kidding? I think he'd be down. I think he wants to party with us. So he felt (laughs) bad, and by the time we got back home from dinner, he had already put like twenty beers in the fridge for us. Let us know that they were there. So I mean, I think we're good. I think Joe. I think Joe is his name, by the way. I think Joe might like the party. Yeah, he's knocking. Oh,
0: hey, Joe.
1: He's knocking on the window right (laughs) now.
2: Wants to know if he can come in.
0: He probably put those in there so that you would invite him over to drink the beers he bought.
2: Yeah, we didn't though. We just drank them all by ourselves and said thanks, Joe. Talk to you later.
0: <laughs> well, glad the travel went well. By the way, guys, you are talking to a now Missouri Sports Hall of Famer.
2: Wow! Hey, okay. uh, congratulations! I wow. heard all about this. How <laughs> did it? How did it feel? Yeah. How, how do you do? You feel any different now? Do you? It feel was like awesome. cool. For it was now? so
0: fun. Um. Yes, the Missouri Golden it? Girls got inducted. So they invited everyone from 1965 until now. <laughs> Wow. Okay. um, There's probably close to a hundred that showed up past and present GGs. So we all got to go on stage. Um, The current coach gave the speech, Um, got inducted alongside Sean Witherspoon, Tyler Hansborough. So it was cool. It was fun. And a handful of other people.
1: Wait, why do, why was Tyler Hansborough inducted? As In well? the Missouri sports hall of fame? He was very good at it.
0: He's pop- from pop- Poplar, Poplar Bluff. Poplar bu- Bluff. Yeah. I can talk.
1: In fairness, I'm I not in any bluff, theme.
0: But it's popular you have, popular you have bluff.
1: Me beat. I don't know if Nick's in any Hall of Fames, but I'm in zero currently. I'm in
0: I got a little plaque. Wow. With my name on it. I know.
1: That's awesome. Congratulations.
0: So I'm in there now with like Tony Gonzalez, Marcus Allen, you know.
2: Pretty good company.
0: Alongside those guys in good company.
1: I hope to be Which a part of a way. Hall of Fame someday. <laughs> I think I gotta aim low. Like, is there like a 610 Hall of Fame? No. Is there an Odyssey Hall of Fame? No, and
2: even if there was, I'm
1: not even sure. <laughs> I'm
2: not even sure how
1: close But you, you know, know, like right if, <laughs> if I kept working towards <laughs> it. Or like my high school's Hall of Fame. <laughs> could I could I make that one? There you go. Winnetonka. There you go.
0: Okay. the cool, Hall
1: of Fame. This is my official plea. Come on, I'm like moderately successful. That should count for something. You have a job. Yeah, I have a job. There's a
2: lot of guys from Winnetonka have jobs.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I'm in my second <laughs> Super Bowl. Should that help? I mean, you're not. It's not like you're playing in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Can't hurt, Kayla. Can't hurt.
0: Talking about it isn't easy. I yeah. mean, you know your stuff.
1: Yeah. See. Not it, everyone
0: can do that.
1: Look, it's a big week. Who else could talk about the fact that the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? A lot. No of one people. but this. Podcast. A lot of people. Wrong. Nick's <laughs> wrong. Not a lot of people.
0: Guys, I think you should always do these podcasts sitting side by side. This is fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it adds for a different atmosphere, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: We are loose tonight. Yeah. We are loose. Yeah. Should Watch we talk Super some shoes football now that it's officially Super We're... Bowl week? Heck yeah. That seems some like something we should do. I um can't... Let's. Go Yes, ahead. Cody?
1: No, it's good. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, we are going to our third Super Bowl in four years, as we know. So let's talk legacy. How big is this for this team? Uh,
1: You know, I don't think that the dynasty conversation is dead. I think people wanted to kill it after the Super Bowl loss. But, I mean, if you legitimately put it into perspective, if you have two Super Bowl wins in three years or four years and three Super Bowl trips in five years with two wins and five AFC, like, I mean, that's the kind of things dynasty teams do. And all it takes is what? One more win next year or one more, like – it's not, it's not out of the question. They are doing so, like, for instance, they aren't a dynasty yet. They'd still have to win and other things I think. Would but have if to they happen. won, if they won. I'd make an I could make an argument. If
2: they win the Super Bowl this year and you're writing the book, you're the Dynasty's in the title. They're you know?
1: doing only things Dynasty teams do. The amount of AFC title games, the amount of Super Bowls, the amount of wins. Those are only things dynasties do. I understand that like we've like, for whatever reason, because a couple of the big ones, Nick, probably got it. But it's like three we had decided was the number. You can't be a dynasty unless you're three. Well, screw that. 70% of those did that pre-free agency. Like, I, I, you know, 80% did it pre-free agency. The only ones who did it in the modern era of football where free agency existed are is the Patriots. Because the one before that was the Denver Broncos in the 90s. And I don't know if people on this podcast remember this or not. The Broncos were fined and and dinged draft picks for blowing through the cap. So technically, they had to, like, cheat. They had to break the rules in order to get theirs. And they only won two. And I don't think, you know, I'm not necessarily making the argument they're a dynasty. They won back-to-back Super Bowls. But it's just like, it's just, that's it. It's just the Patriots in the modern era. And every other one includes like some dude who'd be like 90 now. Like to me, this is what modern dynasties look like. Well, the Chiefs right now, right now are the team that wins a lot of games.
2: Quarterbacks really good. Your favorite team loses to them all the time. And they're just annoying because they're around. But that applies to that's how the Packers have been. That's how the Saints were with Drew Brees. Those teams were annoying. Those teams won yeah, lots of even games. They
1: five AFC. But, but
2: no, but that's my Conference. point. That's my point is that if you start collecting hardware, then it's more than just being the annoying team that nobody wants to play. You start collecting hardware and then it becomes, okay, are you this new obstacle that everybody else has to get over? Are you always going to be standing in the way of everybody else's dreams? Because that's what the Chiefs have kind of become now. It's The AFC is not lacking in talent right now especially at the quarterback position with josh allen joe burrow and then you've got that next crop of guys like justin herbert and trevor lawrence who knows what's going to happen with lamar jackson the chiefs now the chiefs are now the team that everybody has to look at and say okay we need x y and z to go our way and then on top of that we have to beat the chiefs we need our guys to stay healthy we need these rookies to develop we need this quarterback to do x But then on top of that, there's always the caveat, which is, and we have to beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs don't have that same formula. The Chiefs just have to do their job, and then they know they are the titan that everybody else is looking to take
1: down. Like Cincinnati was the only remaining team, in my opinion, Kayla, that even like got to pretend not to be scared. It's like they got to at least be like, oh, we beat you three times in a row. You know, we beat you on our Mm -hmm. way to the Super Bowl last year. We We don't have to fear you. And you're like... Now, what? Now you got a reporter, you know, a report out of the athletic that says T. Higgins might be gone because he cost too much money. Joe Burrow is going to get a massive contract this offseason. Then you're going to catch up because that's the thing that matters here. We've made a huge deal about how deep the AFC is, which is true. There's a lot of great quarterbacks Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and so many others. Trevor Lawrence is on the come, you know, the he, he's coming up. And we, you know, Lamar Jackson won an MVP. It's easy. There's Man, a, how many more? How many more quarterbacks? Uh, I named five. Do I need to go more? <laughs> yeah, <name one laughs> is that one. enough? Yeah, that's pretty good. It's a lot. Guys. Um, But like how deep it is. But in the end, now it's all getting ready to be even. Except it's not because you have Patrick Mahomes. It's getting even because like everyone's going to be spending a bunch of money on their quarterbacks. Everyone's rosters are going to be in the same position. This is when every team, every team was supposed to catch Kansas City. It's like, oh, we have money. We can pay Von Miller. We can have all the wide receiver. We can do whatever we want. We get to catch up with you now because Patrick Mahomes makes forty five million dollars this year, which he makes, and we're gonna catch up to you. And you still lost. You still lost in the so none of that mattered. Well, and look now too, and look at this last
2: year's free agency crop. There were some good pass rushers, right? Because of Von, Von Miller was the big one, right? And Chandler Jones, who was a nothing burger, but. There were no receivers last year. That's why guys like Christian Kirk went out and got 20 mil per. Yeah. This receiving core is just as bad. And when you look at the teams who spent money last offseason and how little they have to show for it, whether it's Denver, San Diego, Oakland, or Las Vegas, a lot of these teams spend a lot of money and they have nothing to show for it. You're going to overpay if you're going and spending money. If you're a team heading into free agency in 2023— that needs to overhaul or, or if you're a team that you feel like is close you're close but yeah. maybe you need to add a few pieces here or there this is not the off season to do it but that's not going to stop teams from doing it instead they're going to say hey the market's dried up so we'll just we're, we're willing to overpay we have the money so we're going to overpay and it will be yet another off season because i think this is what will happen where the chiefs aren't going to do that the chiefs are going to sort of sit back They're going to see how the market plays out, and they're going to try and find some values and throw a little bit of money around here or there with some maybe savvy veteran free agency moves. Teams are going to continue to chase. And even though it shouldn't matter, even though it shouldn't factor into your decisions, if the Chiefs win another Super Bowl, the teams who are in direct competition with them are going to be impacted by that. The people who are making decisions in those organizations are going to say, What has this team figured out that we can't and how can we tap into what they're doing? And the second as an NFL franchise that you're chasing someone else, the second that you are building, like the bills have been doing, the bills have been building to beat the chiefs. They have been chasing the chiefs. And the second you do that, you have made a a, a wrong turn somewhere. You have misstepped because unless you're just going to be better at the exact same thing that your competition is doing, you're never going to make up that ground. And I think that's what we're seeing right now.
0: Exactly. And speaking of legacy, Cody, did you want to say something? No, go ahead. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, speaking of legacy and getting a Super Bowl win, adding to it, let's talk the team on the other sideline. I know we're going to spend plenty of time this week getting into the nitty gritty and the deep, deep stuff, but what is your early assessment and how the chiefs matched up against Philly?
1: So, I think they, there's two sides of me with Philly versus like Cincinnati or any other teams they face this postseason where I was pretty confident they were going to win. So one thing that makes me feel really good about Philadelphia is they are completely unproven and they have played absolutely fucking no one. What do you mean they played no one? It's an NFL team. <laughs> we're, we're, it was <laughs> 20 weeks into the season.
0: They what? had to make it to Somehow the Super Bowl. It
1: by making Trevor Lawrence, they have not faced a single top seven quarterback in the NFL. In, in. Okay, we, we,
2: do this, okay. games. we do this in the NFL every year. We get to the end of the season. 19 games. And then we know, no, but in our, in our minds, we're like, well, there's only three good teams. And unless you beat oh, the Philly's bills, unless the you chiefs. beat the bills, the Bengals or the chiefs and the chiefs we're like, you didn't play anybody. It's like they played 20 freaking games. And in so, the, the Eagles, by the way, from the start, from the week one till week 20, there has not been a team in the NFL more consistent than Philadelphia. There has not been a team that has played like a contender for a longer so, period of time than the Eagles have.
1: That's probably accurate. But again, it's it's a third-year unproven Jalen Hurts whose injury, I think, is still affecting him. And, and we don't talk about it the way that it's affecting Mahomes, which seems silly with the injury. And Sirianni only in his second year, and he finds himself in the Super Bowl, and he's against the single greatest, most talented quarterback of all time in NFL history and Andy Reid. There's an advantage there. The big difference between this game and the other ones is I knew Kansas City was better on the offensive line and I knew Kansas City was better on the defensive line against each of their last two opponents and a majority of their opponents this year. I'm not so ready to say that against Philly. Couldn't Matter you fact, say by Philly's way, got a better defensive
2: okay, line. Okay, so couldn't you say that the Chiefs have the advantage at the two most important spots, right? Yeah, coach and quarterback. Coach and quarterback. But the Eagles have the advantage yeah. literally everywhere else.
1: I don't know if I'd say everywhere else. Okay, Look, wait,
2: I, okay. I, what if I'm okay? Weapons on offense. The answer is Philly offensive line.
1: I actually think that that one's closer than we want to get. The give Eagles have to, the number one offensive line in the but NFL. But I think it's Pro Football Focus on <laughs> ranks one and two. But I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll okay. give you Philly. Defensive. not by much though. I think that's more of a wash. Defensive line, I'll get Philly you in every
2: area there. of the defense. The, the so, Eagles have one of the
1: best secondaries as well. I'm just so like.
0: Special
1: the, teams. Well, <laughs> that,
2: so that's a really interesting conversation to me because the Chiefs have the two biggest advantages that you want. You want to, have, if you could choose the two area, if you could only yeah, be coaching better and at two areas, it would be coaching and quarterback, and the Chiefs have that. But the Eagles are so good, and it's not to say the Eagles have bad quarterback and bad coaching. Like Nick Singer, Honey's going to win Coach of the Year, yeah. and Jalen Hurts would have won MVP if he hadn't gotten injured. So. It's like this is a damn good football team. It's a really, really, really good football team.
1: Do I and I yeah, I'm not disagreeing with any of that. It's like I've I've gone back through and there aren't many examples, so you kind of get stuck anyway, because it's okay, show me a coach who essentially has accomplished nothing and show me a coach who's accomplished everything when they face into the Super Bowl and who wins. And you're like, well, it turns out majority of the time it's the coach and quarterback who have accomplished more that have success in those situations, but they're so small and minuscule. It's hard to like put an actual line to it. I I get it. It's hard to put an actual number to it, but I think Kansas city, part of what's hurt them versus what Philly is, is Philly to your point has been like this, Kayla, like the whole season. They've been the best team of the second best team the entire year. They haven't wavered. Jalen Hurts played great. They played great. Defense played great straight across the board. And it's hard because you remember what Kansas city looked like when they weren't as good. Mm -hmm. We all remember, right. We all remember watching them through their struggles on the defensive line or through the secondary or in the running game, or, you know, like we remember some of their failures this year and who they are now to me is nowhere close to what they were in like week eight, week nine. And if I start thinking about these teams over the last six weeks, I think Kansas city's played just as good as Philadelphia. And it's, so that's where I run into trouble. Be like, Their secondaries play just as good as Philadelphia's. Their defensive lines play just as good as Philadelphia's. You know, like all those things start to feel very even to me based on recent, to a point, recency bias, but also because of how young they were. When you're that young, I expect improvement. That's part of where like, I, I know Kayla, like you're normally the ultimate optimist on this show, but that's where like, I kind of have a hard time thinking, oh, this team's definitively better. Yeah,
0: I think Are we go ahead, Nick.
2: I just I wonder who who's most likely to flip the script. Like, yeah, what's most likely what's more likely to happen that the Eagles have the better quarterback for four quarters on Sunday or that the Chiefs have the better pass rush or the better secondary. Sure. But I think Mm -hmm. you could you could you could do that exercise with everything. Like, is there any chance that Nick Sirianni is the best coach on the field? On Sunday, we know going into it, he's not. But it could could he outcoach Andy Reid? Sure. Could the Chiefs' offensive line outplay the the Eagles' offensive line? That's what it's going to come down to. Is is of of the perceptions that you have in your head of like wh- where the Chiefs have advantages and where the Eagles have advantages. Who's more likely to sort of flip that reality? It's. I'll tell you the one thing. It's really tough for me to imagine coming away from the Super Bowl saying. Jalen Hurts was just the best quarterback in the game. Not to say it can't happen. I mean, he's been incredible this year, but
1: it's, Seems just, unlikely.
2: it's tough for me to close my eyes and imagine that happening.
1: Plus, Kayla, we haven't factored in the fact that I didn't get to go to the Tampa Super Bowl because of the fact that COVID happened and it kicks out. And I went in person to the Miami one, and I'll be in person to the Arizona one. So <laughs> I'm 1-0. and That feels like good luck. In person for Chiefs. goes U- well for us. So, I mean, an 0-1 when I'm not there, Nick. That's a sample size of one for each. Got it. Thank well, you. Te- <laughs> technically,
0: <laughs> same. I just need to make it to this one. Okay, so you're though. also hey, wait.
2: You said you'd already got your ticket, your flight, right?
0: I have a flight and a rental car, but no ticket. So if I don't get a Super Bowl ticket, then I'm not. I'm obviously going to cancel my plans.
1: Mm. What's it going to take? Yeah, wait. Are you feeling closer or further away from that ticket?
0: Um, I maybe I don't know. I haven't gotten very far. I've put out a few feelers. You're not oozing with
2: confidence right now.
0: I'm not. I'm not super confident at the moment. It's always like a last minute thing, though. I didn't get the one last year until like the day before.
1: So the last time that was was someone high.
0: Yes, I had a friend who was high up at Anheuser-Busch. Obviously, they got a company ticket. He was sad about Kobe's passing and was just like, I'm not going to make the trip. You can have my ticket. And that's how it happened.
1: Wow. Well, I mean, you don't want <laughs> to to repeat itself, obviously. Um,
0: <laughs> no, no, we don't want another yeah. repeat of that. For sure. <laughs> I have you know, friends who have friends in high places who are working on it for me, but we'll see.
1: It's a fingers crossed. I'm not,
0: I'm not super confident at the moment.
1: My goal is to also get Nick into the game, who's never been to a Super Bowl. Oh, like you and I, yes, yeah, but currently also does not have a spot. You could just super give Bowl. me yours. So. Cody, do you, you have
0: works. one? Cody, so do you officially have one?
1: I yeah. officially have a press credential to the game. So, so he could have. So I will be there. So he could have offered it up to That's me. not how it works. No, you can just like give it
2: to but someone. But you could have told the people that were looking into it for you to look into it on behalf of me instead.
0: Wow.
2: But you didn't. You've been to the Super Bowl before. I haven't. No. In fairness. No, I'll just go home. I'll just go home and watch it <laughs> on my couch. So. <laughs> that's not what you want. <laughs> no, that's fine. No, yeah, that's my dream. I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to just go home and watch the Super Bowl by myself.
1: Kayla, I guess we've both been, so we have to we have to send Nick instead. Yeah, doesn't it's sound-
0: great. You should go.
1: I'd Highly recommend, by the way. Right. If you've never been. You know? I've always wanted to. <laughs>
2: I've always wanted
1: to.
2: Uh, honestly. Well, I was gonna I ask so a follow-up.
1: I was gonna Sorry, say that's go what's so weird about all this, Kayla, is that how accustomed we've gotten to this. This week doesn't right? feel pretty. it should. It should, but it doesn't. This weekend, no way feels weird to me. You'd be like, well, okay, yep. Hey, that, I'll that tell you sense.
2: what. I'll tell you what. It feels like a big deal to me. Good. <laughs> it feels like a big deal. You know why? Because Never get
0: used to it. Always you know appreciate why? it. It
2: is a big damn deal. Yeah. There's going to be, be 80,000 people in that stadium. There's going to be 100 million people watching on television. And if you win that game... Every single newspaper in America will have you on the front page. Everybody in the world will be talking. It's the biggest deal. Someone will it pay is, you ten
1: thousand dollars to say I'm
2: going to Disney World. It or is or hundred thousand. Literally, quite literally, the biggest deal in the world that the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl this year. So I won't take it for granted because you know why? Because I've never been to the Super Bowl, so like I have nothing to compare it to. This whole week, this whole week is going to be incomparable for me because this is my first experience
1: like this first time on radio row all those things
0: wait you know really i, mean, you I didn't know that
2: first time my first
1: time ever doing this
0: well nick we have you to get you I mean? there
1: congrats <laughs> on 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 your super bowl virginity being gone forever i guess thank you but don't word worry we'll it like find
0: that. a way to get you there this week really...
1: <laughs> but don't word it like that <laughs> what was your follow-up <laughs> now i'm curious
0: what was my follow-up that's a great question oh just going back to the early assessment are we afraid of this game? Like we're afraid of playing the Bengals or the Bills?
1: You know, less No, No, no. You no. can't the be. way
0: Cody was talking. No, no the way Nick was I, talking it's... made me kind of question.
1: Well, no, because I, but I respected the hell out of the
2: Bengals too. Yeah. It's that we all year long, we thought that whoever won the AFC was going to win the Super Bowl. So All, right. they, all year long. Yeah, because at first we thought the chiefs were the best team in the nfl then we thought the bills were the best team in the nfl and we sort of went back and forth there and
1: then we thought cincinnati for a little yeah at the very at the
2: very end of the season it was cincinnati and we sort of always talked about the nfc's afterthoughts and that's not fair but it's we know why it's because it's despite the fact that jalen hurts had the season that he had it's not fair but we do this and it's the truth we we're I, I, everybody's still kind of looking at him saying like, are we sure? Yeah. Are you sure that he's that guy? And we, and to be fair, well, though, how many really good teams did you feel like were in the but, NFC? But to, too, to be fair, we, did, other that, other we did that. We did that with Burrow for a year. Yeah, we did. We weren't even sure if he was that guy coming into this season. We and Josh Allen, we made Josh Allen wait for two and a half years before we took single him. The
1: biggest then. jump between year two and year three in NFL history. I and mean, Jalen yeah. Hurts
2: almost won the MVP this year. And you know, then still, mean, he
1: took a big jump from year two to year three.
2: But that's just it is we're so we require so much of you in the NFL to where we really buy in. So Jalen Hurts had maybe an MVP candidate season and we're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, pretty good. I don't know if I'm buying it. So that's silly, but it's the truth. And it's how we sort of evaluate quarterbacks. And We're really, really hard and we have these high benchmarks for them to pass. But I'm scared of them and that they're a damn good football yeah. team. I'm more scared of them than I would
1: be any other team that could have came out of the NFC. That's for sure. But it's hard because Nick's right. The AFC, Kalo is harder. It was just a mm-hmm. harder path. Like in Kansas yeah. City, got the easiest of those hard paths. Remember, that's the whole thing we talked about with the the bye and all those things. Is The last thing you wanted to do was have to beat Buffalo and beat Cincinnati in the same playoff round. And they didn't have to. And Cincinnati did. And that might have been part of the factor why Kansas City got to come out on top because all they had to do was do nothing, beat Jacksonville, which is pretty much doing nothing, and then beat Cincinnati. Like they had an easier path than Cincinnati to the Super Bowl. And nobody cares about that. And I don't care about that either. But I know on the NFC side, I tend to be a harsher judge of it because I'm like, oh, you beat Daniel Jones. And then you beat, you <laughs> oh, beat, you, do? you beat Josh Johnson Sorry. for a bit. And then Brock Purdy, uh, who couldn't throw the quarterback they faced in the NFC title game could not throw a pass. He had a torn UCL. He couldn't throw. It was over. And so it's like, I don't, like, I really do ask the question. And look, I don't have a bunch of big games because Jalen Hurts only been in the league a few years. This is his only really Fibu games. The few big games in the NFC didn't mean anything because they weren't big games because they were up against the Giants and the 49ers and the 49ers were out of this game. So then I go back to college and I'm like, well, they got benched once at halftime of a college football national championship in favor of Tua Tonga Viola. Does that mean anything to me? And normally I would say no, but then Burrow makes me rethink that because obviously his big game experience mattered. It's hard because I'm just like looking for reasons to believe into Jalen Hurts. But it's it, it's hard to believe in Jalen Hurts, not as an individual or as a player in a game, but as in beating Mahomes, the single most talented quarterback in NFL history. That's the part that gives you the hang up. If it was Jalen Hurts versus inter almost any other quarterback, right? We're probably having a different conversation. Yeah, that's just it. I don't yeah. think Jalen
2: Hurts, if the Eagles can win this game, but it's not going to be because Jalen Hurts does it by himself. I think it could be because the Eagles run rushing attack goes crazy and the Chiefs just get gashed for yeah. four quarters, but it won't be just Jalen Hurts. That would include Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell. So this offense is really talented, and that's kind of the reason why they've been so successful is because they're not asking their quarterback to be a superhero. That reality may change in future years.
1: Yeah, when they have to pay other guys and he's not on a rookie deal.
2: But like, right, maybe after this year. But right now, like they don't ask him to do it all. And in his role of hey, you've got two stud receivers on the outside, you got the best offensive line in football in front of you, and you got two really good running backs behind you. Oh, and a top seven tight end in the NFL. They just ask him to make good decisions. And that's why Frank Clark, when asked about it last week, kind of compared it to a college system. And he went out of his yep. way to say, I don't mean that as disrespectful. It's just how they I mean, run. Frank Clark went to Michigan, and he, he said, you know, 4 Jim Trestle. It's basically the, the read option stuff where they're going to make the, the linebackers and the defensive ends make a decision, and they trust Jalen Hurts to pay attention to what they're doing and make the right decision from there. And it's worked really, really, really well. So – I'm. I, I just think that this is the best possible matchup we could have gotten in the NFL. Just if you have no rooting interest, Agreed. this is the matchup you wanted. You got if you don't
1: fourteen and three teams, yeah. If you
2: don't care about the, if,
0: the two number if, one seeds,
2: yeah. If you don't yeah. care about either one of these teams, like this is the best matchup you could have possibly got,
0: for sure. Um, really quick, before we wrap up today's episode, I know we're going to talk about the health of the team all week. Um, you guys are going to be live at Radio Row but quick question was the one game from Mahomes enough to not talk about the ankle again, or are we going to be hearing about it all week again? Uh,
1: we should probably keep talking about it. Uh, yeah. you want To keep talking about it. Or you think we will talk? It were, about it. I think We yeah. will. And probably should want is strong. I don't think I want to ever distantly like, <laughs> talk. I think about should, should like that. is stronger than want. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably <better. laughs> the reason why is a Philadelphia's defensive line. They're playing some, some bad defensive line. I don't think I'd be having that conversation. They're facing the number one sack team in the NFL this year. So, yeah, I think the man whose ankle is still hurt probably is a factor in this game. But he gets two weeks off. I know. And it still feels like we make a bigger deal about that than Jalen Hurts, who in week 18 of the regular season, we were still like, "Um, is his shoulder bothering him? And we're just going to be cool with that versus Mahomes, who every single time after a high ankle sprain in his NFL career seemingly goes for 400 yards and four touchdowns. So it's like it doesn't even matter that he has a high ankle sprain, which is impressive. But the reason why I still think it's a story here, Kayla, is you can overcome it more when the talent on the field is there. And we still have so many other questions about the injuries. How's Juju? How's Tony? You know, all these other guys. Like we think, you know, we think we know McColl's not playing. That that seemed pretty clear last week, but. How are these other players? How are these other guys? Because those are the people who will help protect you with your ankle injury.
2: Yeah, I think he even said it after the game where he thought that he wouldn't have any problem going into Cincinnati with the straight line speed. It was more of the change of direction type stuff, which would make sense, right? If you're talking about a high ankle sprain, being able to move laterally uh, would be a hindrance. But two, I mean, they said he didn't suffer any setbacks, right? We heard that uh, the day after the game. No setbacks were suffered. So if you're to tell me that no setbacks were suffered, then it's not just that he has two weeks off. It's that he is now three weeks removed from the injury by the time he takes the field. High ankle sprain usually lasts four to six weeks. If we are to assume, even from a conservative point of view, that Mahomes is 15% more
1: likely to, like, recover. He already is, based on the fact that he played in that game at the level that he played. (laughs) And I really think you're not worried it matters
2: i don't really think it matters i mean it's like a five a percent worry to me yeah ten percent worry it's not something that i really feel like because he's going to practice all week we know that much yeah he he's a full going player. to practice <laughs> all week time. he got to sit around and rest and recover and we know he wasn't just doing that you know he spent all of last week in kansas city rehabbing that ankle like some of the stories that came out about what he was doing before the Cincinnati game, just to get right. Now he's got a super bowl on the line. That dude has been dedicating every waking hour to making sure he's as close to 100% as possible.
0: Okay, guys, what's on tap for this week. Give us your spiel. Any exciting interviews lined up? Like I said, you'll be at radio row all week. What can we expect?
1: So we'll work on some stuff, um, both for our show in Kansas City and, of course, for this one. But yeah, we'll be we'll be in Arizona. We're in Arizona already. We are. We're in, <laughs> already, we're I think already. you're there. In Arizona. It's been a long travel day. We're not going anywhere. We will remain <laughs> in Arizona for the remainder of the week. So yeah, I yeah. think that between that and media night tonight, you're listening to this on a Monday. So we'll go out there tonight. There's going to be some unprecedented so, yeah,
2: never before never before heard. heard
1: interviews because uh-huh. you know Whoa. why heard before because we haven't, record- we haven't even recorded them yet so wow yeah between yeah. that and the coverage we're planning on giving you on sunday i think we got a lot in plan i know that this is like it's not just a normal three episodes if it's always game day in kansas city it's a big deal as nick pointed out to be the biggest deal to be here at the Super Bowl and to have a chance to talk to some of these players for what might end up being the single biggest game of their lives, depending on some of them. But we're happy your, to be here. Who's
2: your dream interview
1: at Radio Row? Uh, wait, uh, cheese player or just like anybody? Anyone? Ever? King Griffey Jr. He was there one time. <laughs> what? He's a child in Oh, I was just like,
0: yeah. is he expected to be? That was a very random. No, he like,
1: okay. he won once. The my greatest moment ever for me personally at any Radio Row. Was when Jeff Goldblum once told me, "I like your look," and I thought that might be one of the highest compliments I've ever received. So, How do you know? He could was you have talking? a lot of
0: celebrities he just come looked up to you right and tell at you me
1: things. and motioned his head? He said, "I like your." When look. was it? When was this? Hmm. Wow, fourteen or fifteen.
0: That's like the highest of compliments.
1: Come on, Jeff Goldblum said it. Well, it's but people just like but Justin Timberlake just
0: comes up to you and says bad. stuff like,
1: "Uh, well, it was like he was he at the time. It was whatever. Uh, whenever Independence Day Resurrection was coming out, because he was doing uh." He was doing press junket stuff with mm. one of the Hemsworths. That's when he said it. Wow. If you want to track down the exact timeline of when he said, I like your look, with that with that gesture, that was the time frame. What was that gesture again? This one. He said, I like your look. He oh, was my, like gesturing nice. towards my body. Yeah.
0: Wow. wow. I met Travis Kelsey at Radio Row last year.
1: Also cool. Maybe we'll meet him again. <laughs> I don't think he's going Radio Row. Well, we can meet him at Media Day. Yeah, that's true. We can run into him this week. Probably. We'll see just if he
2: we'll from... remembers you, Kayla.
1: I remember him at Radio Row a couple years ago. Kayla is using that uh, that white Bronco hat, which I thought was very strong. Oh, yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: Go back to that. I... Broncos or Bronco? Bronco. Like, like O.J. Simpson yes. white?
0: Oh, I thought you meant Broncos. I was like, that's had, No,
1: it specifically Feels had
0: wrong. a
2: Bronco on it. Do we have time for an O.J. segment before we get out of here? I don't. I mean.
0: Please is he is he your dream interview yes <laughs> Wait, do you actually have something to say about oj or no
2: oh no uh, no i mean, no, I I mean what is there to say that hasn't already
1: been said you what's know? your dream interview this week <laughs> detlef shrimp <laughs> that's even weirder than my answer <laughs> kayla who do you want us to get for the show this week yeah who's your dream interview for us
0: oh gosh brad pitt
2: Wow, wow. Good. It's good. Have you seen Bullet Train? It's great. Never talked about it. I Brad haven't.
0: Yet. I need to watch it. First. Uh, well, he walked a Chiefs hat on the red carpet a few years ago after they won the AFC Championship. No, I actually I have a
2: crazy story about the night I met Brad Pitt, but we don't have time for it in this episode. So that's a good teaser.
0: You met Brad Pitt? Yeah, we no, had a, well,
2: We had an – I mean, I'll tell you what. Next episode? Brad Pitt knows how to drink. Yeah, we'll talk about it Um, the night that Brad Pitt and I went out and uh, – Shanghai. Is this a,
0: are you lying to me? Are you just no, messing we'll with We'll talk me about it in the I next episode.
2: If, Kayla, we actually we gotta go. So, like, we got like about 30 I, seconds to wrap I up. I can't here, tell so.
0: if you're kidding or not. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, swear to so- God,
1: that if I met Brad Pitt and he said the same thing Justin Timberlake said to me, that you look like shit, I'd jump off a bridge. That'd be it for me. <laughs> At that point, like the two most attractive men in the world both told you two of the sexiest men alive, they're like, hey man. You look like You'd be like, well, I guess that's it for me, fellas. I'll see you later.
2: And you'll have to listen back to a previous episode uh to hear the the full story on yeah.
0: Co- and go find that one in the archives. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, it's right. tough because like you can't get any Chiefs people because they're not at Radio Row. So it's no. like, okay, who do we go to outside of that? Nick, is the bread story real? Or are you just kidding?
2: You have to tune in on Wednesday to find out. Oh, Caleb.
0: okay. That's a good tease. Like Great. Else. Yeah. Yes, we'll all find out on Wednesday. All right. Well, you guys go enjoy some beers. Hit up Dirk Bentley's bar for me, if you will. It's a good okay. time, Whiskey Row. Um, and we will talk to you all on Wednesday. We're going to hear more from Cody and Nick live from Radio Row. Stories from that, um, and all of the things leading up to Super Bowl Fifty Seven. That is Cody Tap. He is Nick Schwartz. I'm Kayla Canarum. This is It's Always Game Day in Kansas City, and we will talk to you guys on Wednesday.